This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Happy Saturday to you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dunn. I've got an interesting show for you today because this is the show... I've been recently um, trying to share this with a with a larger audience, and someone said, "You know what you need? You need a tagline." And I was messing around with a friend of mine, and it just came to me. So the, our new tagline for the show is, "By the way, this is not a serious tagline. This is just me being funny." I'll explain that in a minute. But the show is "Come for the accent, stay for the principles." And if you happen to be lucky enough to to be a friend of mine on Facebook, um, you can go to my page, Freedom Disciple, or you can send me a personal friend request to Jonathan Dunn. You might have seen a picture of me lying on my side um, on a blaze rug, and that's what I did it on. So it's it's my way of having a bit of fun. I don't know about you, but I've been in a very... I can't describe it, um, in a very funny mood for about the last week. Um, first of all, I've been giddy to to get back behind the mic. If 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 there was ever you know everyone has their addictions, you know some people have an addiction to alcohol, some to drugs, some to gambling. Mine really is to this mic. If I if I could find a way to be behind a microphone five, six, seven days a week, I would do it. But I want to have an. A, an honest conversation with you to start today's show off, but I also want to make today's show a bit different, because I can't describe it, but I'm in a funny humour. It is genuinely great to be back, but I also find myself actually looking forward to Christmas, looking forward to a bit of time off. Um, I was in town earlier this week, um, in the city. And I was walking down one of the major shopping places where you go in Ireland, in Dublin. A big place, if you've been to Ireland, you've been on Grafton Street. It's where you know all the top retail places are. And the music was playing, and a shop had its big window display. It's kind of like Macy's if you've been to New York. And I just got in this mood, and it was just really cool. And I'm really looking forward to Christmas. And We were in the shops the other day, and it was like, order your Christmas turkey, and... We don't have Thanksgiving over here, so you know we're, we're kind of looking forward to Christmas. And but I've also been in a very funny mood that I just am so 
switching off from politics. Because I, I just don't have I don't have it in me to 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 be interested anymore. Like you just look at the stories from the last week because I just want to talk to you about I have something planned for the rest of this show because I want to share some stories with you today. I don't want to burden you. It's it's the Saturday or the Sunday if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving. I don't want to burden you with policies and economic plans and, and, and principles and constitutions. I kind of want to make today's show a bit fun. But I've been watching over the last week, and I don't know whether it's this time of year or whether I just notice it more because our media tends to turn down and you know things get more relaxed. But it seems to be every year, this time of year, we get our knickers in a twist about all these phony issues. So, let's just go through the last, I don't know, week and a half. So, first of all, Hamilton. Let's just throw it out of the way, because everyone is talking about it. <gasps> did you did you hear what they said to Mike Pence? And, and then the actor went on Good Morning America, and, and he said he was been uniting, not condescending and arrogant. And, and Donald Trump tweeted about it, and, and the media are talking about it, and, and we're just waiting constant updates on, on, on what's going to happen next. I really don't care. I really don't care. If you're, if there's a ledger taking score somewhere that says people who care about what happened to Hamilton and people who don't care about what happened to Hamilton, please put me in the people who really don't care. Um, is this all we can get excited about and upset about? You know, if this happened at another time of the year, I would say okay, it might need some talking about. But you've just had an election. Newsflash. This is not the first time, and I hate to break it to you, you know, if you want to get into your safe space here, this won't be the last time some actor thought he he or she knew better. That some actor thought they were just oh so smarter than everyone else. Who thought that, hey, I have this opportunity, so I'm going to, you know, take this opportunity and, and shove my agenda down your throat. Um, you just had an election of it. You know, all these stars going, go vote, go vote, go register the vote, go vote, go vote, go vote. You know, if you care about what an actor thinks, I generally don't. I really have more important things to do in my little, bony little irresponsible or irrelevant life than worry about what an actor is or what he or she said that's the issue all the people talking about well this is a first amendment issue this is this you know can we not have safe spaces can we not just the great thing about the free market if you are so disturbed about Hamilton then just don't go eventually people will stop buying tickets and the show will go away and the issue goes away. Second phony issue. I will admit I'm not up to date on this issue because I just don't have it in me. And also, I don't watch media because they, honestly, they just, they really just kill me. Um, I find it impossible to watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox for more than 60 seconds at a time because I, I'm not a violent person, or, but I always just want to throw the remote at the TV as hard as possible. So the next controversy is Donald Trump and his transition team. 
did you hear? Media alert. If only I had the music, you know. Breaking news. Apparently, Donald Trump's transition team is in a mess. Apparently, he hasn't hired enough people. You know, he's, he's behind. And apparently, everyone's all over the place in Trump Towers because no one knows what they're going to do. Okay. It is Saturday. It is Saturday, the 26th of November, right? So that means he has four days left in November, all of December, and then a couple of weeks in January, right? He's six weeks. Relax. If the case, if it is true that his transition team is all over the shop, he's behind which historically he's not, but let's just play along with the media narrative that he's behind, and we want to cause all this drama and controversy. Fine. He has six weeks to sort it out. Just chill out. But this constant obsession or need for drama is unhealthy, in my opinion. It'll all work itself out in the end. He has people around him I'm not getting involved in the politics whether you like them or not he has people around him he has his son-in-law he has his daughter he has his two sons he has Mike Pence he has plenty of people around him who know DC again whether you like them or not or whether you think they're good choices I don't want to talk about that today but these phony issues like Newt Gingrich whether you like him or not has been around DC a very long time Chris Christie has been around elections a very very long time these people know what they're doing and if you believe the rumours because here's the other rumour apparently Mitt Romney's going to be Secretary of State and the lady how, how could these two work together well again I don't want to talk about the politics of it but it's not Mitt Romney's not going to be the first politician to say something horrific about a candidate and then that candidate wins and all of a sudden is okay with working with them and it won't be the first second the first time that happens with a president either where he brings someone in that said something nasty about him. That's the way politics generally works. And now on to another phony issue. And I think it was this time last year. Maybe, if I'm if my timing is wrong, I, I sincerely apologize. It's just because I, I just don't have it in me to research these issues. But again, we're talking about Starbucks in a cup. It only feels like this time last year we were talking about Starbucks in a cup. And I think we talked about it the year before as well. It's like, it's a cup. If you are so outraged by it, here's a hint. Okay, here's a great thing to do. Best advice. I, and I, I'm, I'm, for the purposes of intellectual property, I own this now. Because that's what Sean Hannity says we all have to do. I own this. Don't go to Starbucks. Okay? Repeat after me. I don't like Starbucks. You don't have to go to Starbucks. There are plenty of other coffee chains who want your business and want your money. They will gladly take it off you. There's chances are there will be a better cup of coffee than Starbucks. And I can guarantee this, it will be cheaper as well. So don't get all worked up. Here's my frustrating thing, because I, I, there is a reason I started with this show. Because I have a challenge for someone who's listening. I've been doing research, which I'll share with you in the new year, on the human brain. And the reason it'll take it until the new year is because I want to make sure I get it right. And all cards on the table. I'm not the smartest guy. 
you know, the, I read a report on the human biology of the brain. I think it was about 1,200 words long. I'm giving myself extra credit here because I want to. I don't want to embarrass myself on, on a podcast. But if I understood 300, 400 words of that 1,200 page rep- or 1,200 word report, I was lucky. And when you think about those words like there and if, because in there, it was incredible. I had to literally Google each word, kind of going, "What the hell does this word mean?" That's what I'm doing because there's a lot of biological links. I shared some of it with you, and I was on Glenn's show as well, about the, the, the biology behind how we act and the different sections of the brain. And now looking at human behavior, and I'm looking at you know left brain thinking, right brain thinking, where one is tends to be based on reality and one is imagination and the difference between it. And that's some of the stuff I hope to present with you in January. But... How can we, if there's someone listening that happens to know biology better than me, we have all these issues. Hamilton, Trump's transition team, a cup, a freaking cup, and everyone's knickers is in a twist. How can we get people to be so passionate, so on social media, like all these memes going around to, you know, counterpoint, counterpoint, how can we get that much passion on an issue that is seriously big? And I'll take any issue. Free market economics, $19 trillion in debt, the Constitution, freedom, history, excessive government regulations, Mr. I have a pen and I have a phone, Mr. Executive Order. Whether it's the checks and balances in government, whether the real problems with the Supreme Court. I'll take passion about any subject that means something to our lives. Passion on foreign policy. But it's like, we can't discuss any of these issues seriously. And we don't discuss these issues seriously in, in many cases. But yet we're also passionate about a cup. And about what some actor said. And I don't know about you, but I, again, full cards on the chick- on the table. I'm not a hip guy, so I, I'm not who who they they you know this actor and he was in this and he was in this and this and this and this. I'd never heard of this actor before, and I chances are I'll never hear of him again. But that's what we care about. So my challenge to you is: if you happen to listen, or if you happen to know anyone, please let me know how we can challenge that emotion, that raw emotion into a real substantive issue that actually affects our lives because there's one other issue I'll leave you with this on this segment the rest of the show is going to be a lot more fun for all of us I hope I'm seeing a lot of my friends online and they're 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 talking about the, the protests in front of Trump Towers and they're trying to come up with a word for them to describe them. And they're not very nice words. Again, what world do you live in that that's all you have to worry about? This emotion that we, we have in so many misdirected places, in my opinion, is incredible. And on issues that mean nothing, I have to say this to you. I, I, I had an interesting experience the other night where someone messaged me out of the blue and spoke to me about the constitution and you know what their issue was this person's concern was 
Ted Cruz and his eligibility to be POTUS. I felt like saying, you've just gone through a general, and they were an American, you've just gone through a general election. You now have Donald Trump as president. He wasn't even in the general. And you're still worried about Ted Cruz being ineligible to be president. You're still worried about that on the 26th of November, 2016, a full six months after Ted dropped out. It's amazing. How can we, and I mean this in all seriousness, it's a serious question, how can we change that emotion from issues that right now have no relevancy in my eyes and put them onto bigger substantive issues? Because ever who does that, either rightly or wrongly, will change the world. Ever how we can build up enough passion on the issues instead of on these phony issues, you change the world. You really do change the world. Because technology today is so great that you can get a message out there so quickly and so passionately and it can change the world. If you can make the right message at the right time in the right way, you can change the world. So help me find a way to get that message out. I'll be right back, America. I have a lot of plans for the rest of the show. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. By the way, I forgot to say to you at the start of the first segment, I hope you all had a lovely happy and peaceful Thanksgiving I if I did a show last week where I spent a lot of time focusing in on Thanksgiving and what it means to me it really is one of my favourite holidays that I don't get to participate in and over here I just salute it as a day and have a special meal with my, my mother that's pretty much what we do but it's my way of giving thanks It's an incredible, incredible holiday. And I really hope one day I get to share at least one Thanksgiving in America. It's, there's so much to be thankful for. For the rest of this show, I don't know about you, I I can't, I I can only say I'm in a funny humour. I can't describe how I'm feeling right now, but 
the thoughts, I had a load of notes um, of things I want to discuss with you, but I kind of think it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. You know, if you're like some people I know, you've probably been on vacation since maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. And you're on downtime. And you don't want to hear someone, especially a crazy Irish guy, talk to you about economics and, and policies and principles and politics. So I wanted to do something for the rest of this show. I just want to share a few stories with you. Just sit back, relax. There is no show boards today for this, this week's show, purely because I don't want you to work. I just want you to enjoy this show. And I wanted to just share some reasons, some people I've admired in your history. Because I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. And this stems from when I was off and just going forward. And been thankful. You know, there are times I take America for granted. And I'm sure if people... A lot of people did a lot of hard self-examining. They probably might come to the same conclusion. I'm truly blessed to live in a world where America is the country I love. I'm truly blessed to be awake. You know, if I was living at another time, not even that long ago, if I was living maybe in, even 1990, even under Bill Clinton, you know, the internet wasn't what it is today. We didn't have, the, you know, the, the incredible access to information that we have on our cell phones today. Um, back in 1990. I don't know whether I would have woken up. I knew socialism didn't work. I knew where I was from didn't work. But I didn't have the answers. You see, the one thing I've learned in in life, through even through my own life, is it's easy to be against something. It's easy for me to say Irish politics just doesn't work. The principles don't add up, and I was right in saying it, but I couldn't pinpoint to well, what's the solution? True research, true technology, becoming so easy. You know, for someone like me who doesn't have a lot of money, it's not like I can go buy a load of books. It's not like I have a Britannica down, downstairs. I don't even have access to the same books you do. Because there's a lot of books that you all have access to in America, written by American authors, that won't sell very well over here. And that's understandable. But that's gotten better as well over time because of the Kindle. Because it's, hey, you're just making your book available. It doesn't cost any money to print. Just make it available on Amazon.co.uk as well as .com. And that's helped. But as I research your history and I learn more and more about your history, I always wanted America to be that beacon of, of light for the world. If you've listened to me long enough, you know I, I talk about this quite a bit. And a question was put to me in a different circumstance, not about America, but about something else. And it resonated to, to me about America. You know that way when someone asks you a question, something's on your mind and someone asks you a question about something totally different. And you take the question you've been asked and you apply it somewhere else. And it just gives you a lot to think about. 
And the question asked was, I won't tell you the scenario because it's private, but do you expect and want too much from someone? And whatever reason, that question has resonated on my mind for about a week, maybe two. Do I expect too much of America? Have we been... Has America been so good and, and so good to the rest of the world that we've taken it for granted? And that now we just expect too much and this is the generation that just says no, no more. You know, a couple of weeks ago it was Veterans Day. It was incredible. It was an incredible day. And just focusing in, in on your veterans... You know, there's reasons to be thankful for America for so many reasons. For being that beacon of light. For people like me being that place I still hope to run to one day. I can't undersell that as enough. Because it is so, so important. It's somewhere for me to run to. I know after waiting 12 years, the chances are pretty good I'll never get there. I still know that. If I was a betting man, I'd probably say, probably about 90% sure I won't get there ever. There might be a 10%, and that's been generous to me. I might have a 10% chance of getting there. But that 10%, the power that has, you just need to get lucky once. Just one thing needs to fall into place, and just something might happen. Someone sees something in you, someone gives you a job, helps you with the visa, and then all of a sudden you're over there in America. Maybe, just maybe that happens. But having that light at the end of the tunnel is so, so motivating to me. Look at the innovation that your people have had. Just think about the world. How the world traveled from, let's just pick, you know, a random period in time the time Christ was born up until the 1700s even the 1800s that's 1800 years of little to no development America's founded America finds its feet America, America ratifies its constitution becomes a nation and then in the next 200 plus years the world has changed everything has changed that's because of each and every one of you. That's because of your system. That's because of free markets. That's because of saying to anyone, you can change the world. When I think of your veterans, all the, all the times you have fought for freedom, this is not a political show. I will stress that. There are things I would have done different, but is there any situation in life that you wouldn't do things different? But your veterans all across this world who have served, who have made the world a better place, serving in places like Germany, serving in places like Japan, South Korea, Israel, Middle East, Italy, France, Germany. But all boiling back down to that question. Do I expect too much? I can't answer that question. I haven't been able to answer it. 
But I do know we are blessed to live in a world where America is great. And it is great not because of who's in the White House or who's not in the White House. Or because of who's in Congress. It's great because of each and every one of you. You know, we live in a world today where everyone from left to right seems to act and talk like they want to dehumanize the individual. You know, society, the media, politicians want to say to you, you can't make a difference. You can't do that. That, hey, you're only one person. What can you do? In a land of 300 plus million people, what can one man do? Well, George Washington was one man. Abe Lincoln was one man. Calvin Coolidge was one man. Ronald Reagan was one man. Martin Luther King was one man. Henry Ford was one man. The Wright brothers were two men. But I want to talk to you just right now for a minute. And if you're a long-time listener, you'll have heard this story before. I respect the individual because I truly believe that for each of us, there is no limit. You can do anything you want in life. Does that mean you are going to be successful just because you want to do something? Does that mean you're going to do it? No, of course not. But you have the potential. Everything in this life is a cost-benefit analysis. If you want to go be like Tiger Woods and hit a ball 350 yards and win 14 majors, you can do it. You might have to radically change your lifestyle. You might have to radically change your diet, your training regime, everything. But you can do it. You want to go be a model? You can do it. Again, you might have to change everything. You might have to starve for months on end. But you can do it. You want to go be a doctor? Again, you might need to find money and you might need to to get into the best college and you're going to have to study really hard and you're going to have to work your way through college and it's going to involve you maybe having two, three hours sleep a night, but you can do it. doesn't mean you're going to do it, but you have that potential. One man changes, can change the world. One woman can change the world. I want to talk to you about one man who very few people know but if you've been a long-term listener to this show, you'll know about him. If you're a fan of Ronald Reagan, you know this man. There was a private in World War II called Martin Treptow. And he served with the Rainbow Division. And he was taking a message between battalions and he became under fire and sadly he passed away but he reminds us of the power of the individual because as history recalls he kept a diary and in his diary were written, written the following words that are apt today if ever they were apt America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully 
and do my utmost, as if the whole issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. The one thing I am amazed at reading history is that the true greats write something at a point in time that is so meaningful that it is apt then but it is also apt today we are at a point in 2016 where America must win this war those words are as true today as they were back in World War 2 the idea of America must win this war And the solution isn't, well, America must win this war, so we need so-and-so in the White House. Or we need to win an election. Or we need to do something, or someone else needs to do something, or the community needs to do something, or my parents need to do something, or the, the government, or the states. You know, it's easy to, to live in a world where you... You point your finger at someone else and say, it's they, they just need to do something. They just need to fill in the blank. His words. You know, there's an old saying when I was growing up and used to annoy the hell out of me. But it's so true today. You know, when you're growing up and you're kids and you're messing and you're doing whatever you're doing, all of a sudden an, an adult or your parent came in and would catch you and go, what are you doing? And you go, oh, it's him, her, her. It's everyone else but you. It's like, oh, no, no, it's them. And you point your finger at someone. And that saying used to annoy me was, anytime you point your finger at someone else, just remember there's three fingers pointing right back at you. His words, therefore I will work. Not someone else, I will work. I will save. I will sacrifice. You know, 2016, how many people truly sacrifice? I will endure... I will endure, not someone else, all about me. Because at the end of the day, he knew all he could control was him. He could only control what he did, not anyone else. I will fight cheerfully. It's something I need to remember to do more often. And do my utmost as if the, whole, as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. The individual is powerful. You can change the world. Imagine if each and every one of us worked on our brick and put our brick on top of someone else's brick. Can you imagine how quickly we'd build a wall? And I don't mean a, a border as in a wall on the, the southern border. I mean just in life. How quickly we would do something if we all just did our small bit and did it cheerfully. And did it as if everything depended on my little bit. Because here's the truth. No matter who you are, where you're from, what your background is, no matter how many people you know or how few people you know, you are critically important. You have a role to play. I don't know what that role is, but you have a role to play. You have a mission and a purpose on this earth. If you put your fingers just below your wrist and check your pulse, if you feel something there, that throbbing, that beating, that means you have purpose. You're still here to do something.
Now, it might be something simple as mind your grandkids. It might be something simple. And I use that term not in a real way. I'm just saying what life would say. Your mission might simply be to love everyone and be a house of welcome for people. Or your mission might be to be the next general. To help the world defeat ISIS. Or you might be the next scholar. You might be the next Thomas Paine. Or you might just be the next Neil Armstrong going to the moon. Or you might be the next Tesla. Or hey, you might be the next Mark Zuckerberg. Who wants to create something so he can find it easier to date someone. And because he did that, he changed the whole world. That's the last thing I'll leave you with this before we take another break. Just because you start something ridiculous. That sounds incredibly stupid. Or self-serving or arrogant. I'm going to create this, this website which will make it easier for me to date girls. Just because you start out at something that's quote-unquote ridiculous doesn't mean it can't change the world. If Mark Zuckerberg can change the world, you can change the world. If Martin Trepto can change the world, you can change the world. If Martin Luther King, because we all know he was a communist, right? He cheated on his wife, right? We all know that. If he can change the world, you can change the world. I gotta take a quick break, America. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I hope today's show has given you just a different taste. It's just, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. People are now thinking about Christmas. I just wanted to go in a different direction. And at different times, I I think I'm going to choose these type of shows. If you like them, if you don't, let me know. Or if you do, I I, want to make this show as fun for you as possible. And I do have a lot of stuff planned about the different segments and, and been really teaching and, and trying to explain different issues. But at different times, I just get the feeling that let's just disconnect together from the world. Let's just disconnect from the politics, from the madness of it, and just share stories. Because I'm really starting to enjoy storytelling, and it's something I want to become better at. I'm, I'm only new. I'm only a newbie at this. But I want to talk to you about someone else that changed the world. One person. And before I share this story with you, 
this story gives me hope. You know, when you look through history at different heroes, regardless of who you admire or who you like or who's your favorite, there are times when they didn't do good stuff. And sometimes history remembers that in an unfavorable way. And will always remember the bad stuff and not the good stuff. I want to share a story with you. I want to read something out to you and I want to share a story with you about an individual that you all know. And you've all heard this many, many times over. But his story always gives me hope. Because he got... While he changed the world at the point in time where I'm going to talk to you about, after he turned very wrong, and he got a lot of things wrong, but yet he's still in our society. He's still remembered positively. Gives me hope. I want to read something out to you that you will have heard, no doubt, many, many times over. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods, and it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. Britain, with an army to enforce her tyranny, has declared that she has a right not only to tax but to bind us in all cases whatsoever. And if being bound in that manner is not slavery, then is there not such a thing as slavery upon this earth? Even the expression is imperious, for so unlimited a power can only belong to God. That is The American Crisis by Thomas Paine, written on December 23rd, 1776. Like Martin Treptow, that we discussed in the prior segment. Those words meant something in 1776, and they still do today. We are living in times that try our souls. But not only try our souls on this earth, but an eternal earth. Because right now, regardless of what you're dealing with, your soul is on trial. And that question, it all boils down to one. How will you react in this event? That event is different for each and every one of us, but how we respond is what matters. We saw a lot of summer soldiers and sunshine patriots prior to the election. They shouted. They were the most vocal. In some cases, the most insulting. They only had one agenda, and that was to win. But I don't know about you if you've noticed it or not, but my timeline has got a lot quieter on social media. I haven't had any hate, which is wonderful. It's great. 
a lot of people have well we got Trump elected see in two years or four years now is the time to stand for freedom elections don't change anything if you're not there to see it through you just got the ball rolling now someone has to push it the story of Thomas Paine I want to share with you because people still question me well why can I, how do how do we know an individual can make a difference you know Thomas Paine was just one man Thomas Paine you know if Thomas Paine never existed would America be the nation it is today well that's something you can play around with in your own psyche if that type of question back and forth and debate is interest you but what I want to do is focus in on Thomas Paine for a minute we now know these words meant so much to the troops this helped America win the Revolutionary War put yourself in Thomas Paine's shoes would you have the confidence today to make an address whether it by word whether it by video whether it be in front of a teleprompter or whether it's on a podcast or radio or on TV knowing you have something to say would you have the confidence to deliver it in the right way in the right form that could change the world or would you understand the pressure of the situation involved where in December 23rd 1776 George Washington and the army had had suffered defeat after defeat and they would go into a battle and they would suffer defeat and then they'd have to retreat and then they'd go into another battle and then they'd have to retreat it was also a brutal winter the continental army had drastically reduced in size they hadn't got the right equipment. Some people didn't have batting. Some people didn't have the right clothes. Some people didn't have shoes. It was really cold and, and snowy that winter. You have one opportunity to inspire people. Because at this point in time, men are, de- are leaving the army. Their service is up. It's now time for me to go back home. And people were choosing to go back home. Could you deal with that pressure right now? And give the speech of your life or the commentary of your life or or the article of your life? Or would you shriek and go, what do I say? How can I do it? I, I can't, I don't know what to say. Can you imagine Thomas Paine writing this? How much he must have agonized over it. Now pass, put yourself back into 1776. It's not like he was in a comfortable chair on a laptop. You know, in a beautiful house with indoor plumbing. With every comfort he needed. And he he just had to get onto his laptop and type out this message and press publish. 
Can you imagine the comfort, the doubts he might have had? Saying, well, I have to write, write this. I have to write this and it has to mean something. But then if I do write it and it's the greatest thing I've ever written, how do I get it produced? How do I get it to the printing presses? And how do I get it to the Continental Army? And after all, you know, even if I get through all these stages, because it's 1776, a lot of technology is not around. How do I know the people will actually read it? How do I know it will actually inspire people? <coughs> Excuse me. How do I know it will make a difference? At each step that I just mentioned, Thomas Paine could have said, oh, I can't make a difference. I can't do this. Be realistic. Who's going to read my work anyway? Who's going to care what Thomas Paine has to say? But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't give up. He got it to the Continental Army. It was read out. And he got it to the printing presses. And it was shared. And it inspired troops. It inspired a generation. It inspired a movement. That was kind of lacking. Or lagging. Or just struggling. He inspired a movement. And that was what helped win the American Revolutionary War. And fast forward 240 years and thank God you did. One person can make a difference. Just one. Just one. The next time anyone tells you you can't make a difference. Say what is the difference between me and any of these great men? What's the difference between me and Thomas Paine? He's a lot better. He might. And this is about me. He's a lot more talented. He's a lot more knowledgeable. But he's only one man. Flesh and blood. And a heart. You can train yourself. You can become better. And you can make a difference. You have a mission in this life. You must fulfill it. But don't ever let anyone tell you. That an individual can't make a difference. Because I've just talked to you about Martin Treptow and Thomas Paine. They were lived in the same country, give or take 150 years apart. One man made a difference. One man. Each and every one of you can make a difference. Don't go anywhere, America. I'll be right back. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss Pat and Stu. Joseph Howell, Bill Clinton got elected though in '92. Without Ross Perot, we don't have a Bill Clinton presidency. In '92, in '96, he would have won anyway. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, for Perot, no, nobody got... knew the guy. In '92 was in. But I'm saying '96. Yeah, in '96, '96 Clinton would have. But won. nobody knew him in '92, so why would they know him better in '96? Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network.
listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I hope, to, I really hope um, you've enjoyed today's show. Um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for all your support, for all your kind messages, for checking out a show on the Blaze from a crazy Irish guy who just loves and respects your nation so much. The reason I chose the first two stories, Martin Treptow and Thomas Paine, was because it's about the individual. But for this last story, and to finish out the show, I want to share a story about an individual. But for me, this story isn't about the individuals. That they made a difference. It's about one phrase, making a difference. And it's a story that some of you may have heard before and some of you may not. It's June 10th, 1987. It's a couple of days before what history will remember as one of the greatest speeches. And what Europe will remember as one of the most influential speeches in European history. And there's a president, you might have heard of him, Ronald Reagan. And as any president does, the inner workings of the White House are very interesting to say, no matter who's president, Democrat or Republican, are always very interesting. Because a president, regardless of who you are, can't just go out and say anything they want. Especially when you're giving a speech at the Brandenburg Gate. So as you can imagine, if you just close your eyes and imagine a White House and a White House staff, you know, your chief speechwriter, then you have all the generals around, some who you know today, some who you don't. And they're all trying to say the speechwriter might want to say something and Ronald Reagan will want to say something, but, you know, the, the generals will have their twist on it and eventually it all comes together in the speech. And then the president gives a speech and hopefully policy is brought along and a principle is adhered to and the world becomes a better place. But for this speech, this speech is something different because this speech has a hidden story in it. See, Ronald Reagan was a man filled with convictions. Ronald Reagan was a man filled with principles. He knew what he had to say at the Brandenburg Gate. You see, we today in 2016, the world, whether you're American, whether you're Irish, whether you're European, whether you're Chinese, you all know the famous phrase uttered that day. As Mr. Reagan, as he, as he had that steel grit in his eyes, and as he turned and said to the audience, Mr. President, tear down this wall. It's a phrase we all take for granted today. It's a great phrase. Even if you know nothing else what Ronald Reagan spoke about in that great speech. And by the way, if you haven't ever 
read his whole speech or watched it, I would strongly encourage you. I'm guessing you can watch it somewhere. I have a, I have a transcript of it, and it's, it's a wonderful speech because of what he talks about. And he makes so many eloquent points in that speech. But that line nearly didn't happen. And dare I say it, with a lesser president, probably wouldn't have. You see, to politicians and to, to elites who hang around D.C. and to one general in particular, Colin Powell, that was a bit provo- provocative. You know, you don't make incredible statements like that because, well, you'd provoke people. And you're kind of hanging your, your success or failure on a, on a speech. Do you really want to do that? And there was an internal battle. And every time President Reagan would get a transcript of the speech, he would see that that phrase had been removed. And he would keep inserting it back in. Mr. President, tear down this wall. And each time he got a new draft as it circulated between the speechwriters and the generals, the advisors, that line would be removed. Even to the day, June 12th, as he's flying into Germany, and he's in the motorcade and he's looking over the final draft, he notices, tear down this wall isn't included. And he turns to his advisors and says, I said I wanted it in there. A lesser president, a lesser man, might have felt, well, these generals know more than I do. They've been around the block. A lesser man might have said, ah, tear down this wall, there's four words, what difference can it make? You know, do I really want to fight with my general over four little words? After all, who'll listen? What difference would it make to quote one of your other famous politicians? And yet it made it into that speech because Ronald Reagan was a man of conviction. And it's a speech that everyone knows, whether you know anything else that was discussed that day. You all know, tear down this wall. And guess what happened? Within a couple of years, the wall was down. If you get nothing from today's show... Bar one thing, this is what I want you to get from this show. And And I hope the stories that I have shared to you today with you have given you something to think about. I apologize, I'm not the best storyteller, but I am trying to improve. You can make a difference. That's the one thing I want you to get from this show. You have a purpose in this life. And everything you do and say matters. Now you might think, but John, I'm no private in World War II. I'm no Martin Treptow. Or I haven't got the 
the written skills and the ideas and the vision that Thomas Paine had. And I can't deliver a line like Ronald Reagan, nor do I have the position to do so. I'm just a normal person with no influence. I can't make the influence that any of those men made. To you I say this. You might not make the influence that everyone sees. You might never appear on YouTube. You might never appear on radio shows or TV shows. And your your name may not be known. But you do make a difference. Everything you do makes a difference. In your community, you can make a difference. In your family, you can make a difference. In your church, you can make a difference. Never, ever, ever underestimate the power of freedom, the power of love, and the power of passion. They can overcome a lot of obstacles. You can make a difference. I want to finish today's show by asking my friends on the right a favor. We finish this show here the same way each and every week. Because I get told all the time there are no heroes. I'm seeing a lot of my friends post a meme online. And that you've seen them all, you've seen them, there's many variations, but it's mocking and belittling the kids of today. Of how when you were growing up, people were, were storming the beaches of Normandy or, or fighting the Viet Cong. And that kids today, all they want is a safe space and free education. And we always put forward these ideas. I would ask my friends on the right to really reconsider this. I know, I am blessed to know many heroes. I am also blessed to know many heroes under the age of 30. I'm blessed to know some of the men and women who serve your wonderful nation in different capacities and who have served and who would serve again. Age is only a number. I don't care whether you're two or 102. You can make a difference. I don't care whether you're two or a hundred or two. It doesn't mean you understand freedom any more than anyone else. It's about empowering people. I am blessed to see so many people serve America. In different capacities. You know, when I hear people saying to me, John, there's just no heroes in today's society. There's no Superman or, you know, even the comics have gone dark where you have Batman versus Superman. I really wish I could tell them 
go talk to so-and-so or go talk to this person or go talk to that person. I see heroes all the time. I know of them. I know of heroes who serve in the Middle East right now as we speak. I know of people and have contact with people who are in the IDF. I have friends who are in the police. Including our Blaze colleague, Sheriff Clark. I have people who I know who are in the firefighters. They're firefighters. I don't know how they do what they do. In this divided world where we base everything on politics. They don't care. They just run into a burning building to save you. Some are 17, 18, 19, 20. Some are 30, some are 40, some are 50. They're all heroes. What they do, age doesn't matter. The next time someone says to you, there are no heroes or you can't make a difference. Think of some of these people. Or if you need something more down, you know, more plausible that you can believe in. I'm often asked privately, you know, do, you know, what my thoughts on Glenn Beck and, you know, is it it good to be connected with him and, you know, what's it like? Glenn's a truly wonderful person, but his audience are ten times better. His audience saved 4,000 Christians and counting from the Middle East through dedicating their time, their efforts and their money. There have been donations, I'm guessing, as small as $5 and going all the way up into ever how much you can think. I don't have any inside information. But do you think to those 4,000 families who are now saved and, and out of the hell of the Middle East and ISIS, that all those people who came together and gave $5 and $10 and $20 as an individual... Do you think they would say that they don't count? Or do you think if they got a chance to meet them, they would be eternally grateful? I don't know what your mission is in life. But if you put your hand down below your wrist and you feel a beating, that means you're still alive. That means you have purpose. You can make a difference. You can make a difference. And don't let anyone ever tell you you can't. Martin Treptow made a difference. Thomas Paine made a difference. Ronald Reagan made a difference. The audience of Glenn Beck and the Blaze made a difference. These are the stories of history. The stories we must share to our kids and our grandkids. And we must inspire a generation to rise up. To fight for freedom. To fight for what is morally right. Because we are at a crossroads. We are at a crossroads. I've been saying this for a long time. and I be- The more and more I see the world, the more and more I believe it. We will either go down... As the generation that saved freedom. And helped usher in an era where freedom 
has advanced not only in America but in Ireland, in Europe, in China and all around the world. Usher in an era that has never been seen before and it's quite honestly that some said was impossible to do. Or we will be the generation that sacrifices freedom. And that we will live in a utopia, in a gulag, under totalitarianism, where tyranny grows and grows and grows. I know which generation I choose. I know which direction I choose. And from engaging with you, I know what direction you choose. But never let anyone tell you you can't do something. Never accept it. I really hope today has given you some food for thought. It's a different type of show. And if you like it, get in touch. Share with your friends, with your family. If you like it and you want me to share more stories, I'll do it at different times. There's going to be a lot of occasions where I'm going to share stories going forward. But today's show, I just wanted to really share some stories with you of people who have influenced me and who have made a difference. I hope you've enjoyed it. As always... I salute the police, the firefighters, the emergency personnel and your vets. These are men and women of all ages, of all backgrounds, of all genders, of all races, of all education. Who come together to put something on the line so that others don't have to. And lastly, I salute you, the great American people. I am a firm believer today, as I've always been, in what the Toteful said. America is great because Americans are good. That is still true today. You are the generation. You are raised and born and live at this time for a reason. Find your purpose. Be the change. And let's unite together for a better tomorrow. Until next week, America. God bless. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network.